Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. From 88.9, I'm Justin Barney. From Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. And today we're talking about Roadrunner. You're probably going to find out about it anyway. So here's a little preemptive truth-telling. There's no happy ending. One, two, three, four! Chef Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Roadrunner, colon, a film about Anthony Bourdain, is, as promised, a film about Anthony Bourdain. It is directed by out. Morgan Neville. Let's check it out. It is, uh, it's directed by Morgan Neville, who did uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor and 20 Feet from Stardom. It is a look into the life and uh, death of Anthony Bourdain. Christopher, what did you think of Roadrunner? Yes. I watched it last night, so it's fresh. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I mean, I'm interested in Anthony Bourdain as a person, and um, I love... It's funny, I was going to say, I love movies about food. This is not a movie about food at all. Um, it's more about a movie about uh, him and kind of adventure a little bit, and his struggles and his feelings throughout these like 20 plus years of doing these uh, kind of amazing travel food shows. Uh, but it's wonderful. I mean, it's, it's really good, but there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Yes. Okay. So I think like in a documentary, there's always like, there is the subject and how it handles the subject and how it is like talking about that subject. And then there's like how it is as a film, how it is as right. a documentary. Yeah. Um, maybe quickly, how does it do talking about its subject and how does it do talking about itself or how does it do as a documentary itself? Let me start with the documentary itself as a film. I think it's really good. It's, Mm -hmm. they have a lot, obviously he's been on TV for so many years. They have a lot of footage of him talking a lot of behind the scenes. And a lot of the people in the film are people who've worked with him on these shows. So they know him well, they've worked with him for so many years and a lot of his personal friends. So they've got a lot of great people talking about him. They've got a lot of amazing footage from all over the world. And I did notice it's like, it's edited, it edited together very nicely and it's edited very poetically. And uh, it's, it's lovely. And it's, it's, it is a love letter to him, but it's also a dark film. Um, Mm. but as far as like addressing the subject, I think that'll be something more for the podcast because that's a longer conversation. All right. We're going to get more into it in the podcast. So stick around. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and associated bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee film and offering support year round through Milwaukee film checking more about associated banks commitment to the Milwaukee community at associatedbank.com. Member FDIC. The car you're not using anymore, it's seen a lot of sunsets. Give it a new life and help us bring you great radio by donating it to Support Radio Milwaukee. We'll arrange the pickup and sale, and we'll use the proceeds to bring you more music and stories. We accept all types of vehicles, cars, trucks, boats, and more. Scheduling your pickup is easy, and it can be more hundreds of dollars of support. Learn more at RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. Okay, so we are talking about Roadrunner, colon, a film about Anthony Bourdain. I 
have not seen this movie because right now I'm in Barcelona in Spain. And I came here anticipating it playing in Spain. And I was like, that would be a fun thing to do while in Spain. And then, uh, I, you know, my little myopic thinking of an, a U.S. release thinks that it's the entire world release and it, it's uh, not available here. So I have not seen it. Christopher, you have. Yes, that's right. I saw it last night. So... Uh, tell me more about how they how they covered the subject. When you when I asked you how it was, I was honestly I was expecting you to be like super glowing about it, but um, it sounded like it was like they handled the subject in a way that I, I sensed a bit of a, a, a bit of hesitation there. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's hard to talk about it as if like oh I loved this movie, even though I did really really appreciate this movie and I did. It's hard to say enjoy it because it's it's genuinely a sad movie. Um, not, not all the way through, but there's this tone of sadness and knowing what's going to happen uh, mm-hmm. at the end, you know, it, it has a, a cloud over it a little bit, but I did really enjoy it. I think people should check it out. The it's all about essentially his career uh, explodes with the book kitchen confidential. And he becomes this very sought after figure to for television interviews and things like that mm-hmm. and then he he meets a lot of very interesting people and they talk about his relationships with women and his family and then they talk about his relationships with his good friends who are all, almost all in the cooking world in the food world but and and then this show that he is incredibly resistant Actually, to be honest, it doesn't sound like he's that resistant to the show. He's he's resistant to the idea of television and being false. He wants to be very true mm. to himself, but he knows how TV works, you know? So there's that struggle with right. him the entire time he's doing his show is being true to himself and being real and not not being a negative impact on the places he goes. Which is, that's the wonderful through line in the in the whole movie is like, he's doing his best to be, to do right by these places he goes. So he seems like a very interesting person, but he's also troubled. He has a history of addiction and uh, his relationships are always, there's always a cloud over them. So it's a very, and his, he's, there's a lot of people who know him really well and you can tell they're genuine. So in that sense, it's a really great film. Like you get to know him. It almost at the end to me seemed too intimate. If anything, like I felt a little, uncomfortable thinking wow i'm learning a lot about him and he's letting me like a lot of it is him saying it uh on on camera so but um yeah it it ultimately wonderful so the thing that's has i have hesitation about is reading a little bit about it afterwards i mean anytime you have a doc about especially a recently passed celebrity or, or, or or personality or icon or whatever there's mm-hmm. always going to be somebody who says, well, you should have talked more about this. or You should have done more about that. Yeah, that is the that's nature unavoidable. of creating that's, narrative. Yeah. Yeah, that's unavoidable. And so that doesn't bother me as much. Like, you know, you do what you can in the time allotted. Um, so some people are like, they didn't really touch on his history of addiction before the show. And I'm like, they did touch on it when it got to that point. Mm-hmm. But, they, but they didn't dwell on it while they're talking about the TV show. Anyway. The biggest issue a lot of people had, and I found this really interesting, is they did this um, – I, I don't know the words for it, but they engineered his voice. 
it's kind of like a deep fake of people's faces. They did a deep fake of his voice for like three passages. Right. And I, I read this too, and I read the controversy. And uh, at first I was like, oh, that is controversial. But then for me, he wrote them. And, uh, and yeah. I, I, I know, I know that like, you know, the way that you say something is different, but even when, like when you're reading something, you put the emphasis in your own head and that's as much your own creation as it is theirs. So to me, I, I it was his words and they had, they had him saying those words. To me, that is not as big of a controversy as some people have been making it out to be. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, I, I had the same reaction. I'm like, oh, that's a little weird. But then when you find out, they just, they're having him read an email that he sent. So it's a little, I get, I get it. It's a little creepy. The idea that you're creating his voice after he's passed mm-hmm. to have him read an email that he sent to a friend, but it's not as bad as like just making up narrative for him to read out loud when, when he can't do it. And the, I read one article, they said it's way stranger to have uh cgi fred astaire selling something in a commercial or a holograph of tupac to perform at coachella or whatever it was so i mean uh, granted i think those things i think those things are a bit stranger so that didn't really when i read about the controversies is not that bad the only the one that i genuinely thought was a little strange is towards the end of his life he was in a relationship with ozzy argento an act italian actress and director right um and the film skews it in a way that makes it seem like she was part of his downfall though. And, the, and, and I did get that sense. I'll be honest. I did get that sense. And she is not interviewed in the film. And from what I understood, she wasn't even reached out to for comment or, or interview. And that's a little sketchy to me. I heard that too. And I, uh, yes, I, 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 I hear that. Yeah. And he he didn't leave a suicide note and so his like the reasons for his suicide are uh up in the air and there has been many speculation and she is a part of that speculation of course right. cuz he was dating her when it happened. Um and I I had read that he was like, you know, she might have something different to say about and she might which right. you know, which is their lens, you know? It's, I, it's, it's, it's a difficult call for me. I don't, I don't see it as being like completely disingenuous if they don't talk to her, but I, I understand why people would want that. But I I also think that kind of like nitpicking on like who and who they aren't talking to is like, ultimately you're making a movie and that has a scope and it has a narrative and you're in control of it. And you know, like Bourdain struggled with, you know, finding the truth. I think that he did a very good job of often getting to the truth and this, you know, but uh, he was also romantic. And I'm sure that that's part of the movie is, is, is like seeing the world and people and everything in, in a certain light. And this is seeing him in that certain light as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, you can't you can't cover everything. They do I do genuinely believe without knowing him, you know, this is always the issue. I don't know the man, but they do seem to get to the nature of him, at least a, a large portion of it. But they even include 
things from his friends that go counter to the narrative they're creating. So one of his friends mm. said, one of his friends says, um, uh, you know, he's not dark all the time. We talk, we talk about him being so dark. He laughed a lot. Like he was, he cracked jokes when we got together, we had fun. So it wasn't like he's this brooding person constantly. So, and that goes a little bit, a little bit contrary. I mean, you do see him joking with his friends, which is delightful actually. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I, I do think they let, I, they were good in going back and forth a bit. Um, I do think it's weird that they, from, again, if you don't even reach out to Ozzy Argento and it's framed at the end as if her possibly having an affair that goes at, that's in the public on, you know, mm-hmm. have an affair, having cheating on Anthony Bourdain, whether mm-hmm. or not that was like this established who knew what their arrangement was, you know, um, mm-hmm they make it seem like that was the last thing happened before he, he takes his life. So in that case, it's, it's sketchy not to at least reach out, but you're right. I mean, if it was just this sort of like, Oh, I had a relationship with them and then it passed and then, and they don't include that. That's fine. But the, the claim that the film sort of makes or implies or lets people take upon themselves, that kind of makes me feel like you should have probably talked to her. What is the portrait that they, portray of him i think it's ultimately he had a a great effect on people he was he was charming and engaging as a personality he was thoughtful about the work he did and took it seriously Mm -hmm. he was a perfectionist uh in some ways um he he did love the travel and he loved his family and then, but they then they talk about this dark nature of his and constantly questioning his role in life. Uh, he had a, a child that he loved dearly, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you know a lot of his friends talk about how that's the hardest part of this is like the anger you feel when you know you left somebody who you, you who needed you and that kind of thing. Right. So it's it's sad. It's that's what I'm saying. It's so sad when you ultimately see what happens and then also it felt so like I am in, I am reading this man's diary without his permission. Obviously a lot mm-hmm. of this with permission because it's all on television. He, he recorded it, but it, it's interesting. I mean, I genuinely think that's a, an, an impressive feat of this film is that it felt so intimate that I was almost uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I will say on a lighter note, I do want to, cause this has been very serious on a lighter note. I will say the, and I should have said this from the top. The best one of the best things I'll see in movie this year is Anthony Bourdain engaging with a street mime. <laughs> I mean, it only lasted a few seconds in the movie, but I was like, oh no. I saw the two facing each other and I was like, this is not going to be okay. <laughs> oh god, that's so good. Uh I I mean I understand. I, I you know, I really want to see it because I understand how he has like affected my life. I mean, I'm in Barcelona right now. And before I was in Barcelona, I went to San Sebastian. And you know what I did when I went to San Sebastian? I watched every episode that he's ever done in San Sebastian. I went to every restaurant he went to when when he did those episodes. You know, like I'm going to restaurants that he went into, that he went to in Barcelona. He... For, for I think for me and many people, he is a guide and a look into the world at large. And his like writing and take and honesty and artistry is so much a part of that. 
that and 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 I have so many friends who feel that like he is a part of their identity and I think it's it says something about someone who can feel like so much a part of so many people's identities mine included yeah that makes sense uh i, I one the first thing i should say is when you tell me about all these cool things that you do i get mad at you for a week <laughs> Like a full week, I'm just going to be mad. Luckily, it'll end right before we record the next podcast. But um, no, that is impressive. And whenever I think about going someplace, that's I do the same thing. I think about what shows do I need to watch that have gone to that place. He's one of the first people I think of, and then a couple of others. Like I want to go somewhere. I need to look at these shows that went there to see the cool stuff that and I was like. And in in this episode about San Sebastian, he talks about this, the pinchos is like uh, tapas in in San Sebastian. So you like order a glass of wine and you order these like little bites. And he, he talks about in repeated episodes. And then I bought World Traveler, his the most recent book that they published posthumously. And he says, Gandhara. Gandhara is the spot. It's the spot I go, I, I, I go to when I first get into San Sebastian. It's got this mushroom dish with an egg yolk that is just transcendent and you know what the first thing i did when i went to san sebastian i went to gandara i got the mushrooms i swooshed it with the egg yolk and it was like i am you know living that life it was you know was it was it? a dream it was incredible it was yeah. incredible oh my god it was so good and it's like you can go to that place um you know like without his suggestion but but from, you know, seeing him go there and hearing him talk about how much he loved it, I felt connected to him. I felt like part of part of the club, you know, like yeah. we've both done this thing and I, I could see why he loved it. It was this tiny, it's like, it was, a, it had, it, the, the place was full of character. The, like the food was good. The layout was great. San Sebastian is like this weird little bastion in this, tiny clam-shaped cove it's tucked into basque country it's uh it's it's romantic in its own way and it, like having him there as essentially a travel partner is so rewarding and and has been even on the, on this little trip you know yeah that sounds that sounds pretty good uh, i didn't want to interrupt you when you said but when you said uh, guess where the first thing I did when I got there? I wanted to scream Olive Garden really badly. <laughs> but I didn't want to interrupt your flow. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't, but I'm glad you came back with the bet. <laughs> I know. See, we, I've that has not worked in the past, but sometimes I'm like, listen, this is what I would have said a minute ago. Sometimes it comes through. It uh, It came through. <laughs> Yeah, I would overall I would say listen, I I recommend seeing this film for sure. It's a very intimate portrait. Yeah. And but then I think more than seeing this film, I would say see this film and then read his books. I think that's a way to really get to know him, read about him. I mean, yeah, watch his shows. And I and I know that we just talked about this in a previous episode, but I just read Medium Raw, his uh yeah. kind of like the book that he wrote in the middle of his career, and it's like the things that you were saying at the beginning uh, about him always trying to be honest uh, and struggling with that is yeah. so a part of that book where he is kind of like, you know, he kind of, he, he, he's kind of like, you know, my life is 
is is glamorous, but it is also, you know, I'm I am rich and I can, you know, do the things that I never thought that I would do. And in some ways it's boring. And he and he is like so honest about always trying to see it like that. But also like he is a romantic in that he sees things for like a, a, a greater beauty, but it never goes into like, you know, it, it never goes too far. And it's always like grounded in this like truth that he is very good at um, narrating. No, for sure. I also want to make a quick note that there are a lot of cool people in this movie that he talks to as well. Uh, like yeah. David, David, uh, the chef's David Chang. Um, right. And then David Cho, who, uh, the artist who, who we talked about. Yeah. We talked about him and his show, uh, but I did not realize how close they were when they talk about uh, when he talks about Anthony Bourdain, he gets real emotional and he's like a silly fun guy so to see him get yeah. so intense it was pretty impressive and but there's a, a, a real big shout out and this is going to transition into what else have you been watching so we can do that right now if you like yeah yeah great say it say so, it christopher time for our favorite segment what else have you been watching oh i'm so glad you asked um John Lurie is in this movie about Anthony Bourdain. Oh John Lurie. God. Yeah. Tell me you've been watching who... Fishing with John Lurie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If people don't know John Lurie, he was an actor, but he's, an, I think, mostly a, mu- a musician. Uh, also, yes. Yeah. A, uh, as my buddy would say, a saxophonist. Yeah. A... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Saxophone player. Yeah. But he's an incredible musician. and The uh, Lounge Lizards are his yeah, band. Exactly. And he's really, uh, more than any of those things, he's a very strange and interesting person. <laughs> yes. um, but if you've, uh, obviously, if you've not seen, there's a fishing show from the Independent Film Channel. So put just think about those two things I just said. <laughs> <laughs> First, um, it is the most interesting fishing show you'll ever see where John Lurie takes celebrities out to go fishing. And it's somewhat fictional in parts like there's a narrator that does a great job of saying random stuff and uh apparently uh willem dafoe dies when they when they go ice fishing which obviously he doesn't i'm telling you that's 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 worth the watch you know it's kind of it reminds me of like why we love agnes varda you know yeah oh great great connection yeah that makes sense It, it it's it's kind of the same like documentary like what or sometimes it's not and sometimes it is and it's like she's always a part of it and uh, they're always a part of it yeah fishing yeah John but, Murray, I mean, but the yeah but the thing I've been, I've been watching lately is uh kind of like a an add-on to fishing with john which they have on hbo max right now called painting with john I saw so, that, but I haven't watched yeah. it. Is that is that like a new series? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, it, he's like wow. an, he's a much older man now. He lives in a he lives in a country that I cannot remember exactly, but it's a very tropical seeming seemingly tropical country, and he lives kind of on this land by himself, and he just paints. He's an amazing painter. I want one of his paintings so bad, but it's it's a little bit like fishing with John, where it's just these random encounters, not with celebrities. He's on his own with two with two like 
maids, I think, or assistants. And he jokes with them sometimes. Sometimes he just tells stories straight to camera. Sometimes you see him painting. Sometimes it's like him trying to chop down a tree. (laughs) It's... It's so strange and entertaining, and he tells great stories. So I highly recommend painting with John, and then obviously go back and watch fishing with John. I uh, love that. Well, I haven't been watching a ton since I have been in Spain, and uh, not really wanting to. Though I do think it's like really fun to see a movie. I was thinking about going to see Space Jam, but um, oh yeah, I, you want to know what movie I watched on the plane? Oh, yeah. Oh, plane movies. Good plane movie. I watched, and yeah. I was excited to watch the movie News of the World. Do you know this Okay. One? Yeah, the uh, Tom Hanks thing? Yeah. So, like, it just, it came out, I think it was the movie, I want to say it was the movie he was doing when he got COVID. Yeah, I believe they were, you I believe that? that's correct. Did you see it? No, I did not. So... The premise is that Tom Hanks, as an occupation, goes around from town to town and reads people the news. Oh, that's interesting. Because <laughs> it's like, it's it's in like post-Civil War. And I was like, what an interesting premise. What an interesting job. I really want to see this. And um, it was terrible. <laughs> You know what? I'm not super shocked because I was like, I remember hearing so much about it and it was such a big deal. And then I heard nothing about it forever. Yeah. For, it was just like, it, it was like, it's such a, it's such a great idea that that is what he does. But then they like put him with this girl who uh, doesn't speak the same language as him. So uh, it's uh, just Tom Hanks. And then they like kind of throw in like they're just like, okay, we got these two together. It's like a it's like a buddy thing. And then they just like they're like, oh, well, we um, I don't know. We should probably have a bad guy. So let's uh, yeah, let's let's do that. And then they're like, okay, we got to do something else. So let's uh, let's throw something else in here and make it over two hours. Like, yeah. why, why is that the standard now? Why is it like, hey, let's throw things in the script until we get to two hours and 15 minutes? That's insane. There's no I'm way gonna, that it should have been. It should have been. It should, we could have cut an hour out of that movie. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to mm-hmm. say that Tom Hanks will never again be in a film that is under two hours. I, I just don't think he. That's not his thing. He's gonna only be only be in epics or or at least two oh five. Okay. Okay. What about um? What about if he is voice acting? Oh yeah, that's different. I'm gonna I'm gonna caveat and say that if I would say <laughs> if he does voice acting, fifty percent of his voice acting jobs will still be over two hours. <laughs> If he does another, if he does another Toy Story, that's going to be two thirty, two forty-five. Toy Story five. <laughs> no, two two hours and forty-five minutes. Toy Story five, the story that never ends. Yeah, the never-ending Toy Story. That's right. <laughs> I do want to do one more quick push for a film that I watched, and there's not been a lot of great comedies out lately. And I watched this one called Werewolves Within. Um, okay. I, think you, I think you can. I watch wonder it. what it's about. 
It's about werewolves. <laughs> Spoily. It's about werewolves. But it's a, got a really funny cast. And it's uh, it's genuinely, like, I laughed a lot. There's, like, some really funny performances in it. And the concept is is kind of broad, but they do a lot of good, funny stuff with it. So it's just a pretty straightforward, straightforwardly funny comedy. I really liked it. All right. All right. Werewolves yeah. Within. Werewolves Within. You can find it on Amazon right now. That's it. Roadrunner. Go see it. Um, uh, Cinebugs is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. <laughs> We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Oh, License Lab. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician and author Brett Newski. The news with elbow patches. Nice. And uh, uh, we get support from Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Thank you. Thank you for our members from 88.9 and Milwaukee Film. You're the best. We could not do this if it were not for the voice and the mind and the bod That's of Kay Polly. Thank you, Christopher! I mean, it's so rare that people call out how good of a body I have. So it's not, I mean, it's which is weird because it's amazing. So great, great, great. Good shout out. All right, bye. <laughs>